AT&T connects an ode to podcast. Connect the alarm, change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work and traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Moments like my daughter telling me a new joke mean a lot to me. But after being diagnosed with metastatic breast cancer, or MBC, which is breast cancer that is spread to other parts of the body, they mean even more. I take Ibrance, Palpocyclib. Ibrance 125 milligram tablets with an aromatase inhibitor is for adults with HR positive HER2 negative NBC as the first hormonal based therapy. Ask your doctor about Ibrance and visit Ibrance.com. Ibrance may cause low white blood cell counts that may lead to serious infections. Ibrance may cause severe inflammation of the lungs. Both of these can lead to death. Tell your doctor right away if you have new or worsening symptoms, including trouble breathing, shortness of breath, cough, or chest pain. Before taking Ibrance, tell your doctor if you have fever, chills, or other signs of infection, liver or kidney problems, are or plan to become pregnant, or are breastfeeding. Common side effects include low red blood cell and low platelet counts, infections, tiredness, nausea, sore mouth, abnormalities in liver blood tests, diarrhea, hair thinning or loss, vomiting, rash, and loss of appetite. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. God can't bless who you pretend to be or who you compare yourself to. He can only bless you and the lane that was created for you. I feel that for somebody. You don't need no edge entity. You need boundaries. What? Girl, how's your week going? I can tell you already that mine is off to a fantastic start. I feel like I am fully embracing this month's focus of learning to shine. For me, that is shining while I am resting. Because to be honest, my life has been a bit of a whirlwind lately. But if you have been plugged in, you already know between moving to Dallas and finding my way, I needed some time to just recalibrate and to remember that I am fully equipped able and purpose to walk in God's will for my life. You see, the reality is that sometimes we get into these zones and it starts to feel like God's will for our life and our will are completely two different things, even though we have been obedient thus far to where God told us to go. Sometimes it still feels like there's a separation. We all love the scripture, Jeremiah 29, 11, before you formed me in the womb, I knew you. This is what the Lord is saying to the prophet Jeremiah. He says, before I formed you in your mother's womb, I knew you. He says, I set you apart in this scripture. And then when we're actually set apart, we feel a little lonely. We feel like we aren't 
able to step into what God has called us to do because it does require isolation and being set apart. I want to talk to a woman today who knows this very well. She understands fully how the will of God can so rapidly change your life that it begins to look foreign. So much has happened in the last seven years of her life. She went from being a teacher and serving others in that way to, I guess, still being a teacher. But this is a teacher with the caveat because she learned how to trade stocks. I don't think she could have anticipated that in this seven year span of her career that her course would become one of the number one courses on Teachable or that she would bring in over $55 million in revenue teaching this course. And yet the reality is that even though success feels like the ultimate goal, it's not always providing the level of confidence and assurance that one would anticipate. How do you shine in God's will when it feels like God's will is so foreign from anything that you plan for your life? Terry Egioma is going to teach us not just how she can put us on game to help us get our coins up, but also how she came to a place where she started to embrace that God's will for her life was to have wealth, was to own this season of her life where she could walk with boldness and confidence and have options and to release herself from the idea that she had to live within limits and boundaries in order to make other people comfortable. You are going to be blown away by her testimony, inspired by what God did in her and empowered to see what God would allow to happen in your own life. Let's get into it. Okay, so I feel like figuring out who you are is a journey. And there's who you are, (laughs) there's who you think you are, and then there's who God calls you to be. And you were telling me before we started recording that you recently had an experience in Chicago that kind of falls in line with this. So can you tell me about that? Yes. So I used to work in full-time ministry in Chicago and I was the director of volunteers, but I would have to work with all these people that were more wealthy to help serve under-resourced kids in Chicago. Mm. And so I would go to all these churches and I would be on stage and I'd tell them about our program and then they would come and serve. But this time, seven years later, I'm coming back and I'm the person that I would have been talking to. Mm. Like I'm the person that can give to the organization. I went for a meeting with Goldman Sachs about the philosophy of wealth Mm. and it was only with like high net worth people. And I I was looking like just seven years ago, like I, I wouldn't have thought that I would be here at all. But God knew that I was going to be here. Like wow. he had already seen me in in this bracket, in this world as the future Terry when I was crying in ministry and trying to just make it work and, and working all, all day. So the thing that I've really learned is that God sees us mm. in our future state. Yeah. So he knows who we are past where we, we originally started from. Yeah. Okay. So you have to tell me what seven years is a short amount of time to go from Terry who was crying to Terry who was now the very person who she would have been speaking to in these scenarios. What took place in seven years? Oh my goodness. Everything. The world changed. Girl. (laughs) So I left. So I was working at um, By the Hand Club. It was an after school program. I left there to come found a school here in Dallas. Um, It was a, a charter school and I was assistant principal at the elementary school. Okay. During that time, I was trading stocks on the side trying to supplement my income, but figured out that 
you know what? I want to do trading full time. This work environment is a little bit too toxic. I just want to be trading, living my life and traveling all around the world. So I started making sure that I could trade enough to earn $300 a day. Mm. That's all I needed to replace my income as assistant principal. Okay. So I started working at it, working for about a year, working on the side, trying to see how I can do Finally started making $300 consistently and then quit my job as assistant principal and started traveling all around the world. Okay. So I was in Thailand. I was in South Korea. I was in Vietnam. I was all over and just trading to afford my, my travels, trading to afford my income. And while I was gone, people started asking me to teach them. Mm-hmm. So I was with about, there was about 20 of us that were together. And they were like, Terry, can we take you to coffee? We want to learn how to trade. Terry, can we, can we buy you dinner? We want to learn how to trade. So I did my first class in Thailand, my second class in Vietnam. Wow. And then I came back because I had to finish seminary. I was going to Dallas Theological Seminary. And they were like, girl, if you don't finish in seven <laughs> years, we're going to start you all over again. Mm-hmm. Seven is, a, now that I'm thinking about it, right, seven is yeah, important pivotal, for me. Yeah. Yes. So came back to Dallas and finished up seminary. And that last week, my friends were like, so we saw you on Instagram teaching everybody else how to trade. Are you going to teach us? And I asked the advisors at DTS, Dallas Theological Seminary, hey, can I host a class? Mm -hmm. My friends want to learn how to trade. About 71 people showed up. And then other people from other places, so Atlanta, California, started asking me, well, Terry, we want to learn too. And I was like, well, I can't come everywhere. Let me put this online. I put it online. This is 2018. 2018, I did my first cohort, online cohort, about 35 people came. Girl, I thought I was balling because <laughs> I was making the same amount as my assistant principal. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh yes, I'm. A, this is amazing. But the next year, it blew up. I, became, I made my first million in revenue mm-hmm. in that same course in 2019. 2020, I'm trying to think, like, should I say this online? But just though I was the number one seller on Teachable, which is like this huge platform of over 100,000 courses, I've been the number one seller on that platform for the past three years. Wow. And actually, it's pretty public. Like, one of the years, like, I didn't make one month less than a million a month. Mm. So it's just grown and grown and grown. And so that's how now I can come back as the person that is giving the money instead of the person that's asking for it. Okay, so the extent that most of us know, well, I won't say most of us, I'm gonna say me, and probably about two other people know about trading or like the little (laughs) comments we get on Instagram where it's like, come trade, come trade. Like, what is trading stocks? So let's just think about it like, so I used, I've always been an entrepreneur. I used to have a candy store. Okay. So I would go to Costco, buy the blow pops for, Mm -hmm. you know, bulk, the big Mm -hmm. bag. Mm -hmm. So I'd buy the blow pops for like, 10 cents a blow pop and then go sell it at school for 50 cents. Okay. That's literally what we're doing in the stock market too. Mm. There's a share of a company, let's say a share of Nike. There's a share of Nike and it's going for, let's just do round numbers, $100. Mm-hmm. We'll buy it at 100, wait till it goes up to like 105 or I'm making up numbers, but sure. it goes up a little bit and then we'll sell it. Literally the same concept as any other business. You're trying to buy things that are inexpensive and then sell things that are expensive. It's a it's just a market and a negotiation between buyers and sellers. That's it. Wow. Okay. So I'm sure there's gonna be lots of questions about that as I gotta <laughs> let that marinate and sink in because that seems very simple, but yeah. it also 
feels very complex considering that in seven years you were able to teach this many people and I'm sure they're experiencing success too. But I want to rewind. I want to know more about like how you grew up, how has, no, how do I want to start this? Okay. As you have become more successful, is success what you thought it would be? No, no. When I made my first million, I had been working towards that for so long. I thought that it was going to feel different. Mm. But when it happened, it was like, oh, is this what it is? Mm. You still feel kind of lonely because mm. now there's less people who you can talk to and who get it yeah. and understand. You're busy. Yeah. So the things that you thought you would have, like this freedom and this, oh, man, I'm going to get to travel and nobody's going to talk to me. No, boo-boo, you, you made a business. So now yeah. you're more busy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so I don't know that it felt like I thought, because I thought that it would be like smooth sailing. Mm-hmm. I'd be on a beach somewhere chilling. But I think I had more of that before mm-hmm. I had the money because I, I was more intentional with it. Yeah. So now I think I'm finding my intentionality back again. So I've decided recently, okay, you have the wealth. Now let's let's operate in your wealth mm. and not feel bad or feel any kind of guilt or feel like, oh, I should be doing something else. But no, God has allowed you to have this. Now let's see what it looks like to operate in it. Wow. Okay, mm. so how different is your experience now than the experience of the people who you knew eight years ago? And have you been able to maintain those same connections as your life has changed and evolved? So some, yes. Mm -hmm. I think the coolest thing is I've been blessed with a lot of friends that cheer for me. And that's been a blessing. Mm -hmm. Like versus, you know, negativity or anything. Like we recently had a conference. I had a train travel conference and I hosted it here in Dallas. Okay. And I like, do you play spades? Oh, baby. Okay, good. (laughs) If you said no, we were going to have to stop. Yeah, no, Mm -hmm. no, no. (laughs) So we had a big competition, and I invited my spades partner. Now, my spades partner, he'd been my partner for about eight good years. Okay. And so he came, and again, it was just the same. Like we, It felt like we were right back in the middle of everything. So that's been nice. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay, so the reason why I ask that is I do think a lot of people think that if I achieve X, Y, and Z, Mm -hmm. then that's going to somehow fix the things that have happened in my life or that's going to make everything better. And so I think it's important that we talk about the whole journey connected to becoming better because I think so many people end up selling themselves short. And so I was curious to understand like what type of work have you had to do as you have experienced success to still be whole and content within yourself. Um, This week at Womany Ball, we're talking about like hope to shine as I am. And the thing is that like who you are changes from day to day and stage to stage and so if you could go back to who you were man I'm gonna say not even seven years ago but like who you were when you were a little girl and what your experiences were like then armed with what you know about yourself now what would you tell her that she didn't know about herself I think Terry the little girl Terry 
has always been a hard worker. I'm, I'm half Nigerian and half American. So I think the Nigerian part of me has always been like, I'm gonna like, I'm gonna do the best I can. I'm gonna go for it. I'm gonna try to get the best grades. Um, but I also try to make sure that that everyone else around me was happy. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not so much that I was a people pleaser, but I, I think I've always been a server. Yeah. So like all my life, I've tried to serve and make sure, okay, are you okay? How can I help you? And I li- I was the one that liked to be behind the scenes. Okay. Like if we were doing a production, even though I knew that I could be in the front, if we were doing a production, I would be the one like on the mic, behind the scenes, making sure everything was good. Yeah. Right? Um, but I think what that led to is even now I've given, and give and give and give and forget about me. Mm-hmm. And so I would tell the the younger me, like, it's also OK to serve yourself. Yeah. And that you're just as worth it as everybody else. And And I'd also say, like. So recently I decided I was a genius. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, sometimes you got to let yourself know. Right? Mm -hmm. Well, and here's the reason why. I'm a genius because my dad is a genius. Okay. And he like literally took the whole, I guess it's Whistler something test Mm -hmm. and he passed it. So I haven't taken the test, but I just assumed because it's he was probably me too, right? Like <laughs> he, some of that run, run, rubbed sure. off on me. But in the same way, like I think, like God is a genius, yeah, and it's okay to also like. So this is the other other point. It's okay also to speak highly of yourself mm. and not humble yourself all the time. I'm just learning that, like, and not in a bad way, not in a braggy way, but just realize like. Because my dad is a genius and my bigger father literally is a genius, yeah. I am that and embody that and and understand it and fully embrace it. So I would tell myself that too, my younger self. Okay, because you have said a word with this now. Because we, I don't think that we have mastered fully the idea of like, yes, I am gifted and talented, but like also I don't want to say it because I'm afraid that owning it. Why do you? Why don't you think we own it? If we own it, then what? What do we think will happen? I think we think that our friends will disown us. Mm. I think we also think that we'll look like we're bragging. Yeah. Um, I also think we feel like we'll isolate ourselves because we want to be, or at least for me, there's been times where I want to be like everybody else. I want to fit in. Yeah. And we're afraid of what not fitting in feels like. Mm-hmm. But now mm-hmm. you, I mean, do you feel like you are comfortable with no longer fitting in? I just got there. Yeah. Like literally just got there. Mm-hmm. I went to Bali and I was there for a month mm-hmm. and I was trying to come home. People, really? Everybody talks about, have you been there? No. Girl. Okay. Maybe I don't want to spoil it for you. Okay. Now tell me. (laughs) (laughs) So I went for a month and it had been a place that I had always wanted to go because I always see the pictures of people with the the flowers inside of the pool. Mm -hmm. And then you see like the swing and the pretty dress. Yeah. But what they don't show you is there's also bugs and it's also really hot. And then the streets are dirty and there's lots of uh, motorcycles. So not in a bad way, but if that's not your thing, you don't see that part um and but I'll say all that to say like I went to Bali and I did some just inner work Mm -hmm. and I've been afraid to show people who I was because I thought that they would disown me or Mm -hmm. I thought that the like on Instagram people are just so mean Mm -hmm. when you show them who you really are then like well maybe they won't relate or maybe they'll start being mean um but now I've gotten to a point where I just don't care yeah like, I'm going to be fully who I am. 
And a lot of people may not relate. Like I think about the wealth side of it. Yeah. Like apparently I'm ultra high net worth now. Mm-hmm. And so some of the things that I do, like usually I just have it on my phone and don't show anybody else because, you know, you don't know how people will respond. But now, no, yeah. it's okay to show. Like not in a braggy way, but this is my real life. Yeah. And that's okay. Sis, I have a question for you. Do you instantly pick up your phone when you wake up? I'm not judging you, but what if instead of scrolling on social media, you started your day by opening the Abide app? Abide is the number one Christian meditation app with features that encourage regular and relevant connection with Christ. Given our Woman Evolved theme for the year, Hope, I recently listened to a guided meditation titled Accomplish the Unimaginable. While resting in Ephesians 3 and 20, I was able to lean into the future that God has for me and it was reassuring. Abide Bible Meditation Prayer is an immersive experience that has truly centered and drawn me closer to God. With biblical-based content for overcoming anxiety, managing stress, and finding forgiveness, this wellness app is the perfect tool for your spiritual and mental health. For a limited time, our listeners will get 25% off a premium subscription when you text Sarah to 22433. Get started now with 25% off a premium subscription by texting Sarah to 22433. You'll get additional stories and meditations, premium music, soothing sounds, and more. Support this show and get 25% by texting Sarah to 22433. Oh, that's so good because I do think there is, you know... I like to call it the struggle Olympics. Like we celebrate one another culturally for like how rock bottom we are, but we don't always Mm -hmm. express once you've made it to the other side. Like it's almost like there's a shame or survivor's guilt for not being that way anymore. So you kind of hide it and people know you aren't, but it's like, if you knew how far removed I was from that, maybe you wouldn't accept me anymore. But I think owning that can Mm -hmm. be very aspirational and it does require you to be comfortable in it in your own skin and we've got to change the narrative all black people are not broke yeah like there's my my course is kind of expensive to some to Mm -hmm. other people they're like girl it's it's cheap yeah um but the narrative on instagram is like oh if you if you've done so well you'll give everything away for free Mm -hmm. we don't ask that of any other culture it seems like right we don't ask elon please give me your tesla for free since you're a billionaire no, we just assume that there's value in whatever they're they're providing. Yeah. But I don't know why it is. Do you know like why I don't why our culture seems to be like, well, if you're for the culture, you can't you can't charge or you can't flaunt. Yeah. No. And not that I want to flaunt or anything, mm-hmm. but you know, like a lot of us have wealth now. We're growing as a as a culture, we're growing as a people. Like we can do more. And if we keep having this narrative that all black people and this is not everybody's narrative, sure. but that we we're all lower, that we can't pay or that we then we're never going to rise. Yeah, I think maybe because there's 
it feels like there's a disproportionate amount of us who have made it to this level of wealth or just even comfortability that it's like you have a responsibility to make it easier for those who haven't made it there yet. And yet then we've also realized like even when we host events, like we have a free event every other month and people come or don't come. But what we have realized is that when people invest, they do take it more seriously. And so there is something to be said about creating investment, but also making sure that for people who literally can't, like they're in a position that they can't, that we are offering them something that at least feels like they're still receiving some tips, tools, and information. So your career has kind of like taken off in these seven years. Like as you have been navigating conversations about trading, what do you think has been like one of the most common misconceptions about what you do? That I'm gambling. So the mm. one of the big there's there's about four big misconceptions about trading. Okay. One of them is that well, trading's too risky. Like you're just gambling, and that's not true. We actually look at charts and we we pick really strategic trades. Mm. So we're not actually gambling. We have we have high probability of success for the trades that we're taking. Nice. And if we don't find that, then we don't take the trade. Mm-hmm. So that's one of them. Another one is you have to have a lot of money to invest mm. or to trade. To invest in general, you can start with something really low, mm. like one share of, there's this chip called AMD, Ad, Ad, uh, Advanced Micro Devices. It's in every cell phone. A okay. lot of people love it, girl. Mm-hmm. With AI coming out, everybody's like, oh, and this disclaimer, this is educational purposes only. I'm not telling y'all to go buy this. Right. But, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, but one share of that is about $98. Mm. So if you have $100, you can invest in that. Yeah. And then some of the stocks that I love, they're the cheapest that I've seen in a long time. For example, same thing, Amazon, Google, all of them within $200, you could get a share. Mm-hmm. I So I was investing or wanted to invest in Google when their IPO came out. Okay, That was my senior year of high school. Not to date myself, but that was a long time ago. <laughs> and it was $83 when it first came out, wow. $83 a share. Now... 20 plus years later, you can get the same, you can get a share of Google for almost the same price. Wow. So it doesn't take a lot of money to invest. It's just the courage to say, okay, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to put some of my money aside and actually purchase the stock instead of just buying or using the company. Mm-hmm. Right? So that's another misconception. And then one last one is that, oh, it's going to be too hard. I got to know a lot of math and I got to know. One, like, I was in elementary school. I worked, you know, I worked in elementary school. Like if I could break it down, anybody could learn it, right? (laughs) Mm -hmm. But it's not that tough. Really, Mm -hmm. it's more like business savvy. And a lot of us, we have business savvy. Yeah, just to make it. just Right? We know how to negotiate. We know how to hack. We know how to get whatever we want a little bit cheaper. That's the same thing you're going to do with stocks. Instead of getting full price, you're going to wait for it to come down to a better price. And then that's when we purchase it. So it's more business savvy. How much? Well, I'm sure... It plays a lot. Finance is obviously not my thing, which is why I enjoy learning to love, why I enjoy love, why I enjoy (laughs) learning from people who know so much more than I do. How much does the climate of the economy, the recession, are we in a recession? Is it going to get worse? How much of that is playing a role into what you do right now? Excuse me. My stomach was growling. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) But it's really like, so all of the things in the economy pay, pay a lot of, 
or play a big part. Mm-hmm. Let me say that again. I don't know if y'all this is lies or not, mm-hmm. but all of all of the um, things in the economy play a big part. Okay. One of the things with recession, we know recession is coming, but because of that, we can be ready for when stocks go down in price. Okay. So it's about like being prepared versus being reactionary. Mm-hmm. So this would be the time to learn. This would be the time to start saving your money so that when stocks come down, you're good. Okay. It'd be like knowing that COVID was coming ahead of time. Mm, mm-hmm. Then you're like, oh, okay, it's coming. Let me get let me get my books yeah. ready, my coins done. Um, also, because I look at stock charts, we can kind of forecast where, where companies will go. Mm-hmm. And then the news helps reach those levels quicker. Okay. So for example, if the Fed makes an announcement, yeah. it'll move the market really quick, but usually it'll move it into a place that we already thought it might come. Okay. So say, for example, the overall market is at 4,300, the S&P 500 is mm-hmm. at 4,300. If the Fed makes an announcement and says, okay, we're about to raise interest rates. We know it might fall, but but looking at a chart, we could say, okay, it's gonna fall to 4,200. Like we can kind of estimate. So the news plays a part, but it just moves things a little quicker to where we thought it may already go. Okay. That makes sense? It does, it mm-hmm. does. I have to ask you like, or such a girly question. What was like your first big splurge when you were like, okay, I have really like made it to the other side. Things are turning yeah. around. I'm going to go ahead and get me a blank. Houses mm. are my pleasure. Okay. Like I've been in real estate as long as I've been in trading in the stock market. Okay. I used to actually help teachers relocate to Dallas. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. So now I bought a big house and my mom moved into the house. So that was nice. I retired my mom. That was um, a big thing. Mm-hmm. I hired a lot of my family. That was another big splurge. Amazing. So those are some of the things. How is it working with family? Girl, people are crazy. <laughs> Everybody crazy. No, I'm but then it's like also like these are the people I trust. But you, this is the crazy I trust. Yes, exactly. Like that's the part that was nice. Like mm-hmm. I never had to worry. Like, are they taking money? Yeah. And then my family, they actually are really hard workers. Mm-hmm. So that was a blessing. Like I didn't have to worry about like were they giving their best? They were. Yeah. They were gonna try their hardest. Like it was not just about me. Like this was we we have a business. We're trying to make sure that people are learning. We want the people we're teaching to be successful. So it was more about like how are we all serving? So that was good. But we have had to make some changes recently just because I feel like when you hire family, they they don't know all of the yeah. like they're not skilled enough to take you always to the next level. Mm-hmm. So in our case, we had to actually like hire some new people that know how to get to that next level yeah. and bring some new talent. In. How do you define the next level for you? First, I got to sleep. Uh, that I would know help. That's right. I know that's that right. That would really help. <laughs> <laughs> sleep one. Yeah. Check. Um, two, like I'm in a season right now where I think I'm kind of quiet and waiting for the Lord to reveal it. Okay. Cause I still feel like all of this is definitely God, the yeah. way that it happened so quickly and money has just come. And there was one lady who actually prophesied to me and she was like, Terry, if you, um, she's like, God, she had a dream mm-hmm. and she was like, God told me to tell you that as long as you keep obeying him, he'll keep pouring resources out to you. Wow. And then it started happening. So I, I really feel like this is a God thing. And at some point he's going to tell me how he wants to use his money, mm-hmm. like where he wants me to fund, what ministries he wants me to give to, et cetera. Yeah. So I'm kind of waiting a little bit for what God has next. But I do think there is something about like finding comfort 
in this current stage and then showing other people so that it becomes normalized. Because mm. I, I think that there is something about like normalizing wealth, normalizing black women with wealth, normalizing um, black women being at this higher stage and not even just women, but but black and brown people all just being at a higher level. Yeah. And there's something that I can speak to in that world. And I'm not quite sure what exactly it is, but or what it looks like. But I'm excited about it. This show is brought to you by BetterHelp. Who am I called to be in this season? That's a question I like to reflect on from time to time. In changing environments, meeting different people, and facing new opportunities, I get to rethink the way I see myself. My husband and I recently had a conversation that honored a new way of being. I really needed to hear that. Sis, sometimes we don't know who we are or what we want until talking things through. If you're feeling like you need professional support these days, give BetterHelp a try. Talk therapy is a way to deepen self-awareness, identify values, and guide you towards self-discovery. So, how does it work? Easy. After filling out a brief online questionnaire, BetterHelp will connect you with a licensed therapist that aligns with your goals. This counseling service was clearly designed with you in mind. It's convenient, flexible, and affordable. Consider this a self-inventory and discover your potential with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com evolve today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash evolve. Tell them we sent you. Do you think that men in general or black men are ready for a woman who is empowered by her own wealth and identity and confidence? Honestly, I think they are. I do too. And I think that some of them have seen their their sisters and their mothers operate at such a level of excellence that it's actually what they expect. Mm. And I think that wow, if there's a, another woman that comes along that doesn't meet meet what they saw at home, then they're a little shocked by it. Yeah. So I think they're ready. Yeah. Okay. So how are we going to get you this rest? What are our plans? Girl, okay, first we're gonna go, we're gonna go to Greece. Okay. Um yes. definitely get in that. Taking everything off my calendar. Is that hard? Does that yeah. I think learning how to say no. Mm-hmm. You asked me earlier about things that I've had to learn and learning not to say yes to everything was something I had to learn. And I'm still kind of going through that, like, oh, this speaking engagement or this comes, or yeah. oh Terry, we gotta do you wanna be in this meeting? No, I'm good. Yeah. Thank you. I'm exercising right now because I'm still not good at it, but (laughs) that felt good. (laughs) (laughs) Do you feel like, uh, I don't know, I feel like when things started changing in my life that I worried that like, is this just a moment or can I trust this as a lifetime? You know what I mean? Like, is this a moment or a lifetime? How do you feel about that for yourself? Have you settled into like, this is my life Mm -hmm. or are you hanging on to it like it's a moment? I definitely felt like it was a season. Yeah. I thought, especially with trading and investing, I thought, well, maybe just during COVID, like it'll be a couple years and then people will forget about investing and they won't need me anymore. Mm -hmm. And then COVID came and passed and people still wanted to learn how to invest. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. I guess it's still coming. Um, With finances for the online course, I definitely felt like, okay, we've reached a million. No one's going to buy it anymore. Yeah. People kept buying. 
<laughs> so so every time I've put my own milestone on something, I think that guys come back and be like, nah, that wasn't that wasn't you put a cap here and there's much more to come. Wow. Yeah. And so I mean, so this is potentially not even overflow. This is just a seed still and there's even more harvest connected to it. What mm-hmm. do you think has been like the biggest testimony that you've had from like teaching someone who Maybe didn't know about stocks or were skeptical about stocks. And now they're trading as a result of your tutorial. There is a lady named Camille who came to my conference just like recently. And I didn't know her story at all. But we have these thousand dollar in a day plaques that someone who's realized a thousand dollars in one day trading stocks. And then we have these ten thousand dollar in a day plaques. And so she came and she's like, Terry, I've I've made ten thousand dollars in a day multiple times. And I was like, oh, OK, OK, <laughs> tell me more. And what's crazy is she had told one of my staff members. So I brought her to stage and I had no idea what she was going to say. So I'm like, okay, maybe this wasn't the great best idea, but let me let me t- let her tell us how she made the multiple ten thousand dollars in a day. So then she started talking. She said when she first bought the course, her and her husband were in some debt problems. Wow. So she had actually bought the course on a credit card. Mm. At this point, I'm like, oh shoot, right? What's she is about wrong. to say? Where is this going? <laughs> But then she kept going and she said, but then we really dug in and she said, and then when I had my first $75,000 day, I said, wait, what? Wait a minute. <laughs> you, you made $75,000 trading? She's like, yeah. And I taught my husband. And so he he was making $25,000 and I had $75,000 and I told him get out of his trade. And so I'm like, wait, what? Then she said, yeah, Terry, but that's not the best day. I had another day and I was making $125,000. She said, my husband and I, we actually paid cash for our home and we put a deposit down of $400,000 that we had made just from trading stocks. Wow. And she said, and my kids know your voice. I said, Mm. what, really? She said, yeah, I have your class on repeat. I watch it all the time. So they know your voice. They know how to trade because our whole household is learning this. And I looked at her. I said, you know what? You show me that God is real. Mm. Because all the days where I was just sitting in a room by myself working on this curriculum and trying to put it up. And I bet I'm sure you've you felt that way, like probably working on your book and different yeah. things. And you're kind of in a silo by yourself. And you know that something that you know, this is for something and for someone, but you don't know who. Yeah. And it just feels like, OK, well, my goal is just to get it done. Right. And finally, I get it done. And now I'm having a conference and I'm seeing this is who it was for. Mm, yeah. That's crazy. How long would you say it goes from knowing like absolute, how long does it take to go from absolutely no knowledge as it relates to trading Mm -hmm. to being well-versed enough to do it, you know, in a way that could be, I know the stocks determine how much profitability, I'm sure how much money you put in it, but to go from, I know nothing to I'm ready to do this. How much time do you think you would need to commit to learning that? The course is eight weeks. Okay. So I think eight weeks is a good time to learn. Mm -hmm. But like my mentor told me when I was trying to leave the school, give yourself a year to get good and consistent. Okay. It's one of those skills that like, I mean, you can learn some Spanish, but it's not until you keep practicing that you're going to be fluent. Mm -hmm. So that's the same with trading. Like it's not, it doesn't take long to learn. And we have some students that within a couple months, they've paid their self back for the course trading. Mm -hmm. But I want to be realistic. I think it takes some time learning. It quickly, but then practice. Okay. 
Okay, mm-hmm. so before we go, I have to know what woman in your life has been the most influential to you as it relates to pursuing your authenticity. Okay, so my mom is here, so I got to at least yeah, say you her name. Say that right, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> Thank you, mommy. Love you. Um, <laughs> but you know who who it really is? My grandmother. Really. Her birthday, mine is June 19th. Hers was two days after me, June 21st. Okay. She was feisty, and she's the one who told me to quit my job. Mm. She had been praying. Like, I was at the school. And you know how you get in that state where you're a little nervous to quit? Yeah. And for me, I was in it. And now I'm kind of like, well, the the next person going to have it easy because I went through the hard stuff. and, And she was like, no, I've been praying. I think you could leave. Wow. And she also cussed a little bit. Tell them to kiss you. Love right. that. Yes. Right. She mm-hmm. was feisty. <laughs> um, but I think she was the one who was just like, like there'd be times where this is so random, but she would be undressing in front of the mirror. And I'd be like, Granny, somebody's going to see you. Well, if they see me, they're going to get a good peek <laughs> or something. She just had this like fearlessness yeah. that I hope to embody. What do you hope that she knows about the impact that she's had on who you are today? I hope she knows that she was a woman of God, that I got that, mm. that that trickled into me. Um, just the the faith to know that God is there and God is real, like that, that big faith yeah. that I got it mm. um, from her, seeing her and then I can still carry it. She also was like a Bible study teacher and she talked to a lot of people. I think I got that too from her. Oh, yeah. Um, But I also want her to know that I didn't give up Mm. and that like, she, she's always been one to encourage me. Like, Tracy, you can, my name is Terry Latrice. Okay. Uh, She's like, Tracy, you could do anything. Like you can really do anything. And I, I believe her. Wow. Wow. Okay. I don't, I don't know. You've given us so much today. I guess I just want to know, before we close out, someone's listening and maybe they're thinking to themselves, like, I don't know if I'm smart enough. I don't know if I have as much time, but I am curious about what would be possible if I just dared to try and take a course or learn more about trading. What would you say to them? Try and take your first trade. Okay. That would be the thing I would say. One of the things that... um that we have now is this like take your first trade challenge. Mm-hmm. And I would say just take a baby step. Do that. It's like five days. You learn about the market and you just try to take your first trade. Just take one. Mm. At our conference, we had about 20 people take their first trade. They made 10 cents. <laughs> but they were is. so excited. Yeah. It's just the the first like, I just got to get over the hump. Yeah. I just got to try. I got to get over the fear. So take your first trade, then you can decide whatever else you want, but just take your first one. Like oftentimes people have really bad money mindsets Mm -hmm. and they start feeling like in order to have wealth, you have to take from someone else. Mm -hmm. And there's this like fear around, around money. Yeah. And I want people to know that they don't have to fear it. It's something that God blesses us with, and then we can use it in order to do other things in ministry. Mm-hmm. Like one of the things I see, I see myself, I don't know, have you ever done the the exercise where it's like, who are you in the Bible? 
Oh, no, I've seen them, but I haven't done them. <laughs> well, I see myself as one of the women that was helping fund Jesus's ministry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It said like business women were helping do that. Mm-hmm. And I, I want people to know that there is a role for people at all different levels of wealth. Yeah. And when you do get to a certain level, like you can actually give and you can help God's ministry go further. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think that there's so many people, especially in the world of faith, that get really nervous. Like they're like, oh, you know, it's harder to get into heaven or, mm. you know, oh, like yeah. harder to mm-hmm. get through the eye of a needle mm. or for a camel <laughs> to get through the eye of a needle than the, for a wealthy person to go to heaven. And they, they stay there. Yeah. But at the same time, God has so many resources. That's limiting God too. Right after that, it says, but with God, with Christ, you can do all things. Yeah. So there's like, I just want people to know, like in terms of money mindsets, that it's okay to have wealth and mm. you don't have to feel bad about it. So I went to this meeting in Chicago. I was telling you about the philosophy of wealth. Yeah. One of the things the lady put on the screen. So she's talking to all wealthy women, Mm -hmm. but she put on the screen this um, timeline and it had emotions on it. Okay. And it went from negative to positive. So everything from ashamed. um, What else did she have on there? Like scared all the way to empowered. Like the positive ones were more like empowered and um, excited, proud, she asked everybody in the room to pick the emotions that matched them when she said the word money. Ooh. And I was excited about it. I was like, I'm on this positive side and I'm thinking everybody else in the room is going to feel that way. Maybe it's because I didn't grow up having any money. So I'm excited <laughs> now. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But 70% of the, the people in the room, and she said this is a normal thing around the country, felt really negative or mixed feelings about having money. They felt panicked, mm-hmm. you know, happy but panicked. Wow. Or um, grateful but ashamed. Mm-hmm. And there were these kind of just mixed emotions. Yeah. So um, I want people to know that they can actually be empowered by this. It doesn't have to be something where you feel like you're taking away from someone else or you feel like um, having this is a heavy burden. It mm-hmm. actually could be a great opportunity, too. So that's something important. Do you feel like you had to work through that in order to get you did? So you feel like a personal connection to that? I do. I didn't grow up with a lot of money. So I grew up with single mom and grandmother. Mm. And my mom always tells me about how she actually, like we would split a Happy Meal. Wow. And we couldn't go to the grocery store and just get anything. Like she had to get what was on the coupon sheet. And that's her favorite part about me having money now because we can go to the grocery store <laughs> and we can get anything we want. And so I didn't grow up like that. Everything had to be on sale. We bought things that were on clearance. And even that money mindset, I think it kind of puts a, a little bit of boundaries around you. It's almost like an invisible jail cell. Yeah, You can't go any further than your money allows you to. Mm-hmm. And so you're bound by these imaginary walls. Even if the walls are taken down, I think we still sometimes are bound by them. Yeah. Like I won't buy for a long time. I didn't buy first class because mm. we on the same plane. <laughs> but but no, it's OK to actually have comfort. You mm-hmm. can afford it. Or like I'm going somewhere and there's there's this hotel room or this one, but I'm going to get the one that's on sale. Yeah. It's just ingrained. Mm-hmm. So now I've had to learn like actually the walls are down and it's OK to walk a little further. You're going to wow. be OK. 
You know what I think is most powerful about this conversation is somebody's listening. And I think that sometimes God really does allow you access to a mindset that feels so foreign to where you are that it has no choice but to be a seed for where you could be. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Like you can't unknow what you have been exposed to. And I think even in hearing this conversation for someone, they're like, oh, sis, I'm right behind you. I'm right around the corner. Sign me up. Someone else is like, I have no idea. I cannot imagine or relate at all to what she just said. But they've heard it. And because they've heard it, they now have a point of reference. And it's even more brilliant when that point of reference looks like them. And it's just to be able to see that God can do anything. And sometimes God allows you access to mentors right when you didn't even know that you needed it to keep your mind stretched wide. And so I think if anything today, your life has offered us an opportunity to have our capacity stretched. Yes. In a way that we didn't even know was possible. And that's why representation and exposure is so important because now someone has a perspective on something that they would have never known before. So I think it's important that you continue to live out loud, that you live vibrantly, and that you show us what it looks like to really live in the fullness of who God has created you to be. Thank you. I appreciate that. You're welcome. Terry, as if you being resourceful and revolutionary wasn't enough, you became my kind of woman when you started giving us tools on how to not just learn about trading, but how to engage today. I know that we are going to want to learn so much more, but I thank you for your generosity and sharing your lessons. I believe that your story has given our listeners permission to stand boldly in the fullness of who they are. So thank you for taking the time to enlighten us. I know that I am much better because I've been in your light. If you enjoyed this week's episode, send us an email at podcast at womanevolve.com. We'll see you next week. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work. In traffic, so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. 
Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now.